Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 77 Health Savings Accounts. And on the next two episodes, I'm going to teach you about health savings accounts and health reimbursement arrangements. These are two great tools for controlling group health costs. They're a little bit different from each other, and so are the results, and therefore your objective will dictate which one you're going to use. Now, these vehicles have been around since 2002 and 2003, so they aren't new, but they've grown significantly in popularity. In fact, according to an EBRI, Greenwald and Associate Consumer Engagement in Healthcare Survey, the number of accounts have grown from 1.3 million in 2006 to 11.8 million in 2013. On today's episode, we'll learn about health savings accounts. Let's rock this. One of the best ways to lower your group health insurance costs is to incentivize your employees to change their behavior. And one of the best ways to do that is by giving them a vested interest in how they use medical services. And a health savings account, or HSA, is the perfect tool for doing just that. An HSA is a tax-exempt trust or custodial account that you set up with a qualified trustee to pay or reimburse certain medical expenses that your employees incur. The funds are either contributed by you or your employee or both. In fact, family members or any other person can make contributions on behalf of an eligible individual. But best of all, the contributions are tax-free. Now, the funds can be spent on qualified medical expenses or saved, and they can accumulate year over year. In other words, there isn't a forced distribution. To qualify for an HSA, you have to be covered under a High Deductible Health Plan or HDHP. And you can't have any other health coverage except for a plan that pays a specific disease or illness or a plan that pays a fixed amount per day for hospitalization and a plan that pays for accidents, disability, dental care, vision care, or long-term care. And you also can't be claimed or be eligible to be claimed as a dependent on someone else's income tax return. A high-deductible health plan has a higher annual deductible than an average health plan, and there's a max limit on the combined total of the annual deductible and out-of-pocket expenses. For 2016, the out-of-pocket max limit is $6,550 for individual coverage and $13,100 for family coverage. Now, there's also a minimum deductible or minimum out-of-pocket that a health plan can have to qualify as an HDHP. And that's $1,300 for individual coverage and $2,600 for family coverage. Now, the most that you can set aside in your HSA for 2016 is $3,350 for individual coverage and $6,750 for family coverage. And the only difference between 2016 and 2017 limits is the max on the contribution for individual coverage plans which increases to 3400 So as you can see, an HSA is a fantastic tool for saving with tax-free money, especially if you have a high-deductible health plan with a minimum deductible and you contribute the maximum amount. So for example, for family coverage, that means you could be contributing $6,750 
to the HSA even though your max out of pocket is 2,600. And so like I said earlier, you can contribute to an HSA on behalf of your employees, but your contribution has to be comparable for all employees. The contribution either needs to be the same amount or percentage for everyone in the same class for everyone who's an eligible employee within that class. And classes can be things like employment status, you know, full versus part-time, hourly versus salary, or by plan coverage type and individual versus family, or some other organizational level like departments. You can keep accumulating this money in the HSA year over year. And, and if you find a trustee like HSA Bank, which is who I use, you can invest those funds in different investments through a TD Ameritrade brokerage account. Now, there are a few other points that I want to get across. Something called the last month rule. And this is a pretty great rule because it says that if you're eligible on December 1st and you enroll in an HSA, then you're considered eligible for the entire year and you can contribute the full amount. However, there is a caveat. There's a testing period that applies to this situation. So if you fail to remain an eligible individual during the next calendar year, then your contribution for that, for that prior year becomes taxable and there's a 10% penalty tacked on. So you still have a few weeks to get an HSA in place for 2016. You actually have up until April 15th, 2017 to fund your 2016 HSA. Well, now let's talk about qualified medical expenses. These are expenses that would generally qualify for the medical and dental expense deduction on your tax return. Non-prescription meds, other than insulin, are not considered qualified medical expenses unless you actually get a prescription for it. Medical expenses are a cost for things like diagnosis, cure, mitigation, treatment, or prevention of a disease, and the cost for treatment affecting any part or function of the body. These expenses include payments for legal medical services rendered by physicians, surgeons, dentists, or other medical practitioners. That's as opposed to illegal medical services. They include the cost of equipment, supplies, and diagnostic devices, and they must be primarily to alleviate or prevent a physical or mental defect or illness. And they don't include expenses that are merely beneficial to general health, such as vitamins or a vacation. Well, there you have it for today. That's uh, health savings accounts. We're going to talk about health reimbursement arrangements in the next episode. Now, remember, if you have any questions about an employer-related issue or about any of the topics that we've talked about on Small Biz Brainiac, please reach out to me by going to my website, smallbizbrainiac.com, scrolling down to Got Questions and uh, Fire Away. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.